Hello, everybody. It's great to be back with another episode. I want to talk to you about football, get you ready for this week. But before I get into the college game, I want to talk about the Thursday night football game that took place last night. Did my prediction hold up? I'll tell you all that and more in our first segment. Second segment, of course, is going to be our college football segment. I'm going to break down some of the biggest games, give you my picks for the week. All that and more coming up on this episode of Max Sports. Let's get into it. All right, so we did have a primetime matchup last night on Thursday. I broke down this game before, and I said the big thing that we were going to have to battle, the biggest thing between the Titans and the Steelers. thought it was going to be a low-scoring game. The Pittsburgh Steelers have had an atrocious offense all season long. But the Titans are coming along, starting a new quarterback in Will Levis. Was he going to be able to do anything in his first road start against a pretty good Steeler defense? Now, I picked the Pittsburgh Steelers to win this one. I thought, honestly, it would go exactly how I saw it. A 20-16 to victory. Not the prettiest game on the planet. But it was good enough for them to, to get the win. Will Levis did okay in his first start uh, on the road. It wasn't as good as his first home start where he threw for four touchdowns. He didn't have a touchdown in this game, but he was still able to get the ball down the field when he needed to. You could argue outside of the late turnover, he did have a better performance at times than Kenny Pickett did for the Steelers. This is the weirdest thing with the Steelers, but Kenny Pickett looks like he is one of the worst quarterbacks in all of football at times, how he plays, until the fourth quarter starts, and I swear he turns into, like, prime Joe Montana. And, like, you just like he just puts together one really good drive to shut the other team out. And that's what they literally did. It was a neck and neck battle the majority of the night between Pittsburgh and Tennessee. And all of a sudden, as soon as the fourth quarter starts, what do you know? Kenny Pickett puts a huge drive on five minutes, 92 yards and 11 plays. And it ends with him throwing a pass to Deontay Johnson in the end zone. Very good performance. Uh, by both of these teams. Honestly, it, it was a pretty good battle. Most of the times these, these, uh, Thursday night games aren't that close or aren't that good. While it was a low-scoring game and it was more of a defensive match, it was a good game, so I will at least say that. Will Levis, while it was not a great performance, the Mayo Man, if you don't know, again, the guy likes putting mayonnaise in his coffee. The Mayo Man is most likely going to be the starter of the remainder of the season in my eyes. I think that he is doing a better job than than Ryan Tannehill has been able to do in his time as the Titans starter this season. Um, one of the big things that I wanted to talk to you about, though, was the Traylon Burks injury. Um, he had a really bad injury. He got took a hit to the head and had to be carted off the field. I hope he's doing okay. I haven't seen any updates on him, which I believe is a better thing than not being updated. I don't know, but um, I, I do hope that he is okay. I mean, you got to remember these guys are athletes and they dedicate their bodies to, you know, entertain us. So I hope that they, that uh, Traylon Burks is okay. The receiver for the Titans overall Pittsburgh now moves to five and three. If I told you that the Steelers had the same record as the, <laughs> the San Francisco 49ers, I don't think you'd believe it. Um, with that being said, if we look at the playoff standings, that puts the Steelers currently at the five seed. So if the playoffs were today, not only would there be three AFC North teams, there would also 
be a rematch between the Ravens and the Steelers in the first round. Now, Pittsburgh apparently is a tiebreaker over the Bills because they have more wins in conference games. That's going to help the Steelers in wildcard standings because they are 4-2. and two. All Almost all of their wins have, well, almost all of their games, 4-2, and two, uh, have been within their own conference right now, where the Bills are 2-3 and three in their conference. Lost to the Jets, that one stings. Lost to the Patriots, that one stings. And uh, what was their other loss that they had? Let me double check that real quick. Lost to the Jaguars. So yeah, that one kind of stings for Buffalo. Their seeding, if they don't win the division, could stink because they are unable to uh, get a high seed if other teams with identical records push them down a little bit. Remember, though, Buffalo's still in a good spot, though, because if they can win uh, this upcoming week and the Dolphins lose to the Chiefs in Germany, Buffalo moves back up to the number two seed and Miami will move back down. So there's still a lot of a lot of movement. There's still a lot of football to be played. We still have other contenders like the Bengals, who aren't even in the playoff picture right now, that are kind of on fire. Keep an eye on all of the moves here because we got a lot of football to go, and it's going to be fun watching every bit of it. We're going to move over to college football now. That's what Fridays are usually known for. we got to talk about the biggest matchups going into this potentially chaotic Week 10. The big game I'm going to highlight first that I want to talk about is Missouri and Georgia. We'll talk about that right after a quick break. Then I'm going to give you my picks. Then I want to kind of talk about the new Big Ten football schedule and how crazy that might end up becoming. See you in a bit. All right, it's college football time. Now, the game I want to talk about the most is going to be Missouri at Georgia. You could argue that this is going to be Georgia's biggest test so far on the season. Missouri is now ranked number 12 in the nation. After a pretty good 7-1 start, their only loss is to LSU, and that was a pretty close one. I've liked this Missouri team a lot this year. They've been a fun team to watch, and they're going to be going up against the Georgia Bulldogs. Now, as of right now, the spread is that Georgia is favored by 15 and a half points right now at home. That is kind of crazy, if you ask me. Um, crazy as in how good and how respected Georgia is. Now, the, the college football playoff rankings have recently come out. These are the official ones that determine who makes the playoff and who doesn't. The previous rankings that we've been using have been the AP poll. That's just sports writers that determine that. This is the playoff committee that puts teams in the playoff or kicks them out. They moved Georgia down to number two after, let's be honest, they haven't lost a game in almost two years now. They they have gone out and dropped them to number two despite having a pretty solid start to the season, which is kind of crazy if you ask me. Now, they come in and play the Missouri Tigers. Part of their criticism is that Georgia hasn't played anybody that good yet. Well, while that is true, they have had some decent road tests. They played Auburn on the road, and then they had Kentucky at home, which at the time was a ranked matchup. So I will say that they have played better competition than the likes of maybe Michigan. But again, it, it makes sense that they could maybe be criticized for not having a great schedule this year. You could argue that their their toughest battle is either Auburn on the road or Kentucky at home. They're, they're going to have a much more difficult schedule as it goes, though. They have three straight-ranked opponents in the next three weeks, Missouri, Ole Miss, and then at Tennessee. 
that will really determine, and I think that will get them back to the number one spot. One, because I don't believe they're going to lose any of these games. But two, I believe that will get them back into the number one ranking talk. I mean, three straight ranked wins. There's not a lot of teams that can even have three ranked wins on their schedule. So the fact that you get three back-to-back, one of them on the road, I think that that is going to be a big enough upgrade to get Georgia back to the number one spot. Who took Georgia's number one spot, though? It'd be none other than the Ohio State. Now, I have said multiple times this year, uh, Ohio State has not looked like the team that a lot of people may have uh, remembered them for being. Their offense has not been great at times. They have kind of been a slow starter at times. And while a lot of people haven't been able to believe in their offense, they have found ways to win even at the ugliest. They've found an ugly way to win against Penn State, an ugly-ish win against Ohio State, without, or not Ohio State, uh, uh, Wisconsin, where that was tied for a little bit. Notre Dame, they were losing the majority of the game until they scored with one second left on the clock. They haven't looked like world beaters that we've come to expect from Ohio State the last couple of seasons, you know, with C.J. Stroud and Justin Fields and when they had uh, Cardale Jones, J.T. Barrett. They've had so many good uh, quarterbacks over the years. Dwayne Haskins is another one. Those were dominant offenses that aren't necessarily the same when it comes to this era of Ohio State football. Kyle McCord hasn't been able to be anywhere near a Heisman level or even NFL draft prospect level quarterback, which shows how good Ohio State's been over the last decade or so when every quarterback they have is a Heisman contender. I think that, yes, Ohio State deserves to be maybe ranked in the top three due to their big wins over Penn State and at Notre Dame. Those are both deemed top 10 wins. However, this team has not been playing like a team that has deserved a number one overall ranking. So whether that will show itself eventually where maybe they get handled by Michigan or maybe a bad performance on the road against Rutgers this weekend has Georgia move back up because Georgia will be a ranked team. Who knows? But I don't think anyone that's frustrated over Ohio state being ranked this high should be upset yet because The playoff isn't today. The rankings don't matter as much today as they will the day they actually pick the teams to go in the postseason. So I think it is set up, though, for the Big Ten to have two Big Ten teams make the playoff. Uh, Why do I think that? Let's talk about the rankings real quick before we get into the picks. As of right now, the top ten, I'll just read them off for you. You got Ole Miss, Oklahoma, Alabama, Texas, Oregon, Washington, Florida State, Michigan at three, Georgia at two, and Ohio State at one. Now, what this means in my eyes is that, let's be honest here, if Ohio State and Michigan both win out up to the the game, the winner of that will most likely win the Big Ten Championship against a mediocre Minnesota or Iowa team they will get the number one ranking in the college football playoff. Georgia might be two, or it might be vice versa, one or two. And then the loser will not go to the Big Ten Championship, but with an 
their only loss being to the Big Ten Championship, who's ranked either number one or number two in the nation, they will most likely get the number three or the number four seed, allowing either the likes of Florida State, Washington, Oregon, or Texas to take the last spot. Now, why do I think that? I think it is unfortunately marketing. They've they've set up the schedule perfectly for both of these teams to make it into the postseason, despite this being one of the weakest Big Ten conferences in, in history, honestly, in my eyes. Outside of Michigan and Ohio State, there really aren't any other contenders whatsoever. I don't even think Penn State has a chance at upsetting Michigan. I don't think it's going to be a a competition at all. Anytime Penn State has a chance to do something in a primetime game, they always trip and fall on their face. It's like Lucy holding the football for Charlie Brown. Like Ohio State and Michigan are Lucy, and then as soon as Penn State believes they have a chance and they go swinging at it, that football gets pulled away and they fall on their head. It truly is the case. They've been they've been third wheeling for multiple seasons. I don't think Penn State has a chance. So that leaves two teams in a Big Ten conference that has no other ranked opponents. It's a very bad conference, but both of these teams, I believe, will find a way to make it into the playoff. That leaves Florida State, Washington, Oregon, and Texas. That's going to be a hard debate because you could argue in a lot of ways, Washington and Oregon, they could both eliminate each other if Oregon beats Washington, because how do you determine who's the better one of the two then? Or is it Texas when Quinn Ewers comes back, if they can avenge their loss to to Oklahoma, you got to imagine they'd want Texas in the college football playoff. Or if Florida State keeps running the table, it's going to be hard to keep them out of the college football playoff spot. So I think as of right now, the only other outliers that could maybe sneak in would be Alabama if they went out because then they would be beating Georgia in the SEC championship game. Uh, the only other teams that I could really see making a, a playoff run would be Oklahoma, perhaps, um, if they went out. But again, their loss to Kansas hurt them because they're going to be a one-loss team. There's going to be a lot of one-loss teams. The, their chances of making the postseason are a lot less likely because of said loss. So this has a lot more growth to it, and we'll see a lot more movement as the season goes. We still have to see some big, big games take place. I can't wait to see it uh, for first. Um we're going to have a great, great season of college football. This has been one of my favorite years of college football, mainly due to the parody. It's been a very open uh, season with a lot of upsets. You really don't know who the number one team is. Um, again, while people are upset potentially with Ohio State being one, I can at least defend it because they've got two of the better wins amongst the other teams ranked this high. And, I mean... Georgia's looked beatable at times. Michigan started slow against bad teams. Florida State's looked beatable at times. Washington has looked beatable at times. So there's no gauntlet, unbeatable team that you got to keep your eye out for. It's kind of everyone versus everyone right now, which makes me love football so much right now. Let's get into my picks. ESPN gives me 10 games to pick every single week. I think I made some pretty good predictions this week. I will let you know in just a sec. Starting things off, I have the Texas A&M Aggies playing the Ole Miss Rebels. I think this game will be picked based on how much longer Jimbo Fisher wants to keep his job as the head coach of Texas A&M. Why do I say that? Well, I think that his job has been on the line way 
too long. I mean, he had a five and seven season last year. They didn't even make a bowl game. This is a team that spends more money on NIL than anybody else. They're buying the best players possible, but yet they can't find ways to win on the field. Texas A&M wants to be Alabama. They want to be Georgia. They want to be the big powerhouse in the SEC, but they never find a way to do so. They have a chance going up against a road opponent uh, in the Ole Miss Rebels who come into this game at 7-1, and one, ranked number 10 in the nation. You could argue that a win against this Ole Miss team would put Texas A&M back in the top 25 at 6-3 and three with a big top 10 win. Now, do I think it's going to happen? I truthfully do not know. I think that while A&M has underperformed like usual in the past couple of years, um, I think that they still might have that kind of desperation uh, mentality of, if we don't win this game, Heads are going to be rolling. Jobs are going to be on the line. We got to win this one. I think this might cause an upset here, but I still believe more in Ole Miss to get the job done at home against a team where I haven't been able to see this team prove themselves wrong when it comes to, or prove themselves right when it comes to trying to win meaningful games. I just, I just don't see it when it comes to Texas A&M. Moving on to another game. We have a road opponent, uh, Notre Dame, going on the road against the Clemson Tigers. Now, I think a lot of people are picking Notre Dame because, obviously, they're a big program. They're a big brand. 92% of the population playing the college pickums here have Notre Dame selected. Don't be surprised if this is a closer game because... <coughs> Holy cow. Wow. I was not expecting that. <laughs> All right, we're back. So Notre Dame is going in to the Tigers. I think that this will be a tough game for the Fighting Irish. Why? It's desperation mode for Clemson. They cannot fall to a losing record on the season. This is a program that was supposed to be up there with the Bamas, LSUs, uh, Ohio States of the world, and man, how far they have fallen. Now, they are at home in this one. They have been playing people better when they are at home. It's a 12 o'clock game. It's a road game for, for a fighting Irish team that has already dealt with a gauntlet of a schedule. People rip on some teams for not playing good opponents. I've picked on, on Notre Dame for handpicking their schedule at times, but you got to admit, they have a pretty tough schedule this year. They had multiple night games. They had a night game against Ohio State, then a night game on the road against Duke, then a night game on the road against Louisville. Then they have a night game against USC. Then they have a road game against Pitt. Now it's another road game. So they actually do have a really good schedule this year. Um, while it is going to get easier on the back half, as there are only uh, three games left for them, I still think that uh, it's going to be a close one, but I think Notre Dame is going to end up coming out on top and beating the Tigers. They want to continue fighting for a New Year's Six Bowl. They need to win this game in order to do so. Next, I have Kansas State versus the Texas Longhorns. Now, I picked Texas because they are at home in this one. We still do not know if Quinn Ewers, their starting quarterback, will be uh, available for this game due to his injury. I'm assuming he's going to be out. That means Malik Murphy, the backup, is in. I think that they will still be able to defeat Kansas State because I don't believe that the Wildcats have been a very dominant team by any means this year. Um, while they have a nice 6-2 and two record, the only teams that they have played that have really been able to match the level of their record are Oklahoma State and Missouri, and both of those were losses. 
they really don't have any meaningful wins outside of the fact that they have six wins. So I'm going to take Texas in this one. I think this team's a little more battle-tested, and I think that the competition they've beaten has been better than Kansas State. Next, I got a good old rivalry, and this is going to be the last time we see it, at least for the foreseeable future, unfortunately. Oklahoma versus Okie State. The Oklahoma State Cowboys versus the Oklahoma Sooners. This is going to be the final time we see it, and you know what? I switched my pick here, and this is why. Oklahoma State is going to be pissed that their rivalry with Oklahoma is going to be over. I think while Oklahoma comes in, it's going to be a 3-30 game. It's the last chance that the Oklahoma State Cowboys are going to be able to get a victory over Oklahoma before they move to the, the SEC. It's at home. I think the fans are going to be pissed about it. I think that the coaches are going to want it more. I think the players are going to want it more. Oklahoma has struggled in road games this year. I told you about this with Kansas. I was right about it with Kansas. I think Oklahoma gets upset again, losing to the Oklahoma State Cowboys in the final showing of this great rivalry. Up next, we got James Madison versus Georgia State. I will say what I've always said about these teams. I am not paying for ESPN Plus to watch this game, so I have no footage. I don't even know the players. All I do know is that James Madison, once a D2 school, has now moved up to uh, Division I football, and they have been doing really good this year at it. They are ranked number 23 in the nation, um, and they are undefeated. They are going into Georgia State. I pick James Madison to win because every time I pick Georgia State, I pick them to lose. And then finally, uh, not finally, we still have several more picks. I don't know what I'm saying here. Um, next, we got the Kansas Jayhawks going in and playing the Iowa State Cyclones in a night game. While 82% of the population have Kansas winning this game, I am picking the upset in Iowa State. It's on the road. It's a night game. And there's a lot of times where after a big emotional home victory against Oklahoma, a team with a big win like that comes out absolutely flaccid against an Iowa State Cyclones team on the road at night that wants a win. I think there's a very good chance that that the Kansas State Jayhawks don't show up the same way they did against the Oklahoma Sooners. Give me the Cyclones to win this one. Moving on to the next one, we got the Washington Huskies and the USC Trojans. Has to be one of the better matchups of the week. I'm going to take Washington to win this one. That is going to give USC their third straight loss. They need to get out of the rankings. I am so tired of USC and hearing about them. They have not been playing very good football, especially on the defensive end. I think that their biggest problem, oh, sorry, it would not be the third straight loss. They beat Cal by one point. Uh, yeah, I think that USC is due for a big, big loss. And I think Washington's offense is just going to pile it on this terrible USC defense. While the offense, we obviously know Caleb Williams. He's probably going to be the number one overall pick in the draft. That's been one of the safest, well, well-known things throughout the season. I want to see the defense play better though. And I don't think they will against the Washington Huskies. Give me Michael Penix Jr. And the Huskies to win this one. I believe with Penix winning this game, if he has a good performance, I think that will all but eliminate Caleb Williams from the Heisman this year. And I think it will put Michael Penix in the driver's seat to win the Heisman this year. Moving on to our next game. We got the LSU Tigers versus the Alabama Crimson Tide. This is going to be a great game. 8 o'clock is when this game should be kicking off. It says 745, but you know it always starts later. LSU 
has been a pretty solid team this year. Their only losses come at the hands of, let me get it real quick. Uh, LSU, they, uh, they did lose their first game of the season to Florida State, but then their next loss was on the road against Ole Miss in a crazy shootout. They are a very solid team this year, and I really do like this LSU team. Jaden Daniels has over 30 total touchdowns on the season. I think that LSU pulls an upset here. Bama has been fighting and barely survived in the last couple weeks. This is not the same um, Nick Saban team that we all know and love. They have been fighting way too close with teams that they usually don't. A six-point victory against Texas A&M. A three-point victory against Arkansas. They beat Tennessee fairly handily, which which does show some growth with this team. But I still like Jaden Daniels more than I like Jalen Milrow, the Alabama quarterback. And that's why I picked LSU on the road to upset Alabama. I said at the beginning of the year, I believe LSU will represent um, that division of SEC football. I think that's going to be the case. I think it's going to be an LSU-Georgia uh, SEC championship game. Moving on to the next one, we got the Miami Hurricanes. We got the U versus NC State and the Wolfpack. I'm picking the Wolfpack to win this one. It is a night game. It is a road game for the Hurricanes. I don't think Miami is going to show up in this one. While they are 6-2, and two, this team just really doesn't show that they, they know how to win at times. Um, they choked away that game against Georgia Tech, we all know. And I'll be honest, I just don't think the U has been a very competitive team this year. I don't like what I've seen when I've seen stuff from Miami. I think that they they have a very soft schedule that helped them get to the records that they've had. Anytime they've had meaningful competition like the North Carolina game, they've lost. So I, I just don't really believe in this Miami team, especially on the road at night. I want to take the Wolfpack. And then finally, I'm calling another Late game night upset. I'm taking the Arizona Wildcats over the UCLA Bruins. We saw what happened last week when Oregon State came into Arizona. A a late start, a a dark night game with a lot of uh, Arizona fans. The crowd always goes crazy at night games, and Oregon State lost. I have more respect for Oregon State than I do UCLA. I think Dante Moore, the rookie quarterback, is very talented. But I am worried about how he will play in a night road game. I want to take Arizona in this one because I believe UCLA is going to struggle under the bright lights on the road uh, when nobody is going to be on their side. So those were my picks. Once again, I have Ole Miss, Notre Dame, Texas, Okie State, James Madison, Iowa State, Washington, LSU, NC State, and Arizona State. Let's see if those picks hold up. We'll recap them next week. This has been the final episode of Max Sports this week. Hopefully, if you are a football fan, you get to enjoy some really good football games. Again, in the college game, I'm definitely highlighting Georgia-Missouri, Alabama-LSU, and USC hosting Washington. If we're looking towards the NFL, the game that I really got to highlight for you this week is Cowboys-Eagles. That's going to be one of the best ones. And don't forget about the Bengals and Bills on Sunday Night Football. Those are the games I'm going to highlight for you. My name's Max. This has been Max Sports. Thank you all for listening. I really do appreciate uh, having a bunch of listeners that love listening to something that I have a lot of passion talking about. So thank you all. Um, If you ever want to support this show, word of mouth is a great way of doing so, whether you want to share it on social media, 
share it with others. I don't really do any promotion when it comes to selling you stuff like merch or uh, PayPal or not PayPal. What is it? Um, oh, I can't remember what it what it is. Uh, but sometimes content creators lock some of their content behind paywalls to help fund it. I don't really do any sorts of things like that. I do this for fun, hoping that I could grow it into more eventually. And so if you do support it, I really do appreciate it. If you could either rate and review my stuff, that helps it get pushed out in the Spotify algorithm to other listeners potentially, uh, or just sharing it with people, whether you got someone in the in your office that might be interested in football or whatever it, end up, it ends up being. I appreciate it. Um, and thank you so much for anyone who has supported. Everybody have a great weekend. My name is Max. This has been Max Sports. Adios, everybody.